One of the common themes we've heard recently on the podcast is the importance of creating pull-through if you want to grow your sales and improve your marketing. At the core of building products is relationships, and relationships are key, but the way that you build them is changing. On today's episode, we bring on a manufacturer who is changing the way that they build relationships to create that pull-through effectively to improve their sales and grow their brand. This is an awesome reminder about how to actually grow your brand and create demand without doing things the way that they've always been done. We have to constantly be evolving, constantly be changing if we want to succeed moving forward. With that, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams, and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. We have a great show planned for you today. We have Nathan McCarley, who's the Director of Pro Dealer Sales in the Southeast for Empire Molding and Millwork. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Thank you for having me. So Nathan, why don't you just kick us off and tell us a little bit about Empire Molding and Millwork and what you do there. Awesome. Uh, well, Empire's been a company that's been around since 1947, I believe. But they started out as really just a distributor of just regular lumber and, and commodities and things they had plywood and, and, and things like that. About the mid-90s, I believe, they started to focus more on millworks. And that kind of really turned the corner for them because they saw it as a more high margin category. And it was one that in that area, they're they're based out of right outside of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And that area, there wasn't a ton of competition from millworks. And so they started to really focus on especially moldings because, again, there was just low competition in that area. So through the 90s, they started making acquisitions and extended out to Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Chesapeake, Virginia, and in Florida, obviously in Lakeland, Florida, where I am, and has had a lot of success in that. So I started out, let's see, around 2003, I started, I was just a laborer for Empire. And one of the big customers of Empire is Lowe's. And they started a stocking program whenever I was just right out of high school, really. So I was waiting tables and really not going anywhere. And I had this side gig whenever Empire, who was servicing Lowe's, needed a stocker. Somebody just come in and throw molding up on the shelves. And so I got splinters and dust in my eyes for a couple of years. And then I transferred up to Dallas and got a full-time position there as a, one of their outside account managers. And then moved up as a manager there in Texas and then transferred over here to Florida about seven years ago. And I was outside sales and then moved into the director position. Wow. Congrats. That's like such a cool story. So Nathan, before the show started, we were talking about how Empire really targets mostly dealers. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'd love to know from you is just how you coach your dealers to talk to their customers about molding and millwork. One thing we know from just other manufacturers of molding and millwork and really even just interior finishing products in general is they're kind of there to disappear. But when they're not there, you can tell. So how do you help them balance that conversation with their builder and contractor customers? That's a good question. We, we spend a lot of time with the outside salespeople of the dealers, especially, and just try to make sure we're consistently training them and bringing them new ideas as often as possible. And the sad fact is most of the time, those outside salespeople tend to just, not that they just take what the dealer wants and just does that, but, you know, the dealer's going to give them an order, they're going to take it, you know. A lot of them don't have the confidence in our product to say, well, that sounds good, but there's all these other options as well. You know, yeah, I know you usually use this three and a quarter inch base, but you know, what about this? Or what about this other design or whatever the case is, just to kind of get some more diversity out there. You know, 
Trim is one of those categories that gets watered down really easily and gets scanned down quite a bit to save costs. And so that's just one of those things we fight against pretty constantly. And so really all we can do is just continue to inform them and work with them and train, like I said, with PK classes and, you know, however we can do. Just really the, the attitude of always selling somebody something is, is really what we try to push. How are you differentiating your brand? Like, how are you actually getting somebody to not only choose you as a dealer, but all the way down to, let's say, the, the builder homeowner? Because you just mentioned a minute ago that you have a product that gets watered down or it's not necessarily a project starter. What are you doing to position your company as the source or the solution to that problem? Well, really, it starts with just finding those dealers that value what we value and that aren't going to bail out on us, you know, for a half cent on a foot of whatever baseboards or casing. You know, so we start with those guys and make sure we have consistent business locked in with them as, as much as we can with those strong partners. You know, there's several in Florida that we do quite a bit of business with that only buy molding from us. There's some that buy a little bit and, and kind of, I don't want to say cherry pick us, but they, you know, they'll pull out the rug from underneath you as soon as you, somebody else gives them a better deal. And so with that first category, with that partner, you know, we try to make sure that they have the best of the best as far as our service and quality, you know, and again, it just builds trust over time. And then after a while, they don't even think about moving away from you. And so then when you have that in place, which takes some time, obviously, then you move on to, you know, okay, well, what can we do to help you sell more trim? And then so we move into, again, past the PK classes and past the constantly giving them new profiles and constantly give them new ideas. You know, then we kind of go into partnering them with them, attacking new business on the outside. And so whatever we can do there to assist them in doing that is what we'll do. So you're actually helping those dealers sell more. Like you're actually partnering with them to say, oh, let's go after this builder. Let's go after this kind of renovation project you're literally partnering with them in that sales process? Where we can, I mean, and where they want us to. One thing we've been able to do is, you know, we have our marketing materials and uh, collateral that we hand out. We've gotten pretty good at branding it for them. And so we have Tibbetts Lumber, which is on the West Coast of Florida. Really, really strong partner of ours has been with us forever. And we've done plenty of tear sheets and profile guides. And if you can see the poster behind me, you know, stuff like that for them with their branding. Because again, people don't necessarily recognize that Empire is the distributor that Tibbetts bought from, but they do know they bought it from Tibbetts. And so if we can kind of position them a little bit better to uh, go capture market share, that's what we do with that. Is there anything that your marketing team is doing to help boost sales or help with your brand recognition? Yes. A lot of it has to do with making sure my team has information right away. You know, when it's changed, pricing sheets have changed or, you know, our catalogs are consistently updated and things like that. And again, I go back to consistency over time. You know, it's building trust with a customer, making sure that whenever we give them something that it has all the update profiles and things like that, rather than it sitting on a shelf for five years and gathering dust. And one thing our marketing team is really good at, actually, um, is making sure that when they give us a catalog, it's something that the builder can use or the homeowner can use, things like that. It's not just geared for us to hand to somebody and explain something. And that way, again, we kind of partner with the dealer. We kind of, you know, give them something they can actually go out and sell and use. And like I said, put their name on if they want to. Talk to me about what you guys are doing from a social media standpoint. Like in prep for the show, you mentioned you've got a little bit of a different approach for how you focus your social media content. Can you share just a little bit about that and what's working for you guys? So our team, will uh, they're, they're pretty active on Instagram and LinkedIn and, and well, any platform, really, Facebook, whatever. And, and it's really a lot about showing beauty shots of housing or, or houses that we put together. You know, maybe we've gone in and remodeled somebody's house for them and, uh, or just somebody gave us a, a great picture or something using our moldings or our stair parts or whatever the case is. They try to focus on the build, or I'm sorry, on the uh, homeowner and the remodel, the guys that are getting their house remodeled and things like that more than anything 
because again, I mean, we want to just get the idea out there that, you know, you can just invest a little bit in a little bit of molding, a couple hundred bucks per room, and it makes it look like a completely different room. And so that's kind of what we want to drive is the the idea that you don't have to just do it because you were replacing your doors or you were updating your cabinets or whatever the case was. Are you saying your social media presence is really geared towards homeowners, even though your target audience is dealers? I think it has to be, you know, and again, I, I see there's a disconnect because, you know, just because we sell or we're, we're trying to convince a homeowner to use molding as a product, it doesn't mean this came from Empire. So the idea is that we, you know, make sure that our dealers know what's going on as far as social media presence. And they can kind of see that it just kind of funnels through that way. We're not going to get all those sales. We're not going to get half of those sales probably, but we just have to get the idea out there to generate more interest in what we're doing. Are you hearing from dealers or even builders that, you know, let's say a homeowner or a contractor goes, oh, I saw this on Empire social media. Mm -hmm. I found it really interesting and I I want that product. Like I, I want that particular look. Are you hearing that from your dealer partners? That does happen quite a bit. And that's great. And we love that. And it it works great. Unfortunately, sometimes it happens in areas of the country where we're not. But, you know, what we're trying to do now is just trying to see how we can make that accessible to anybody, you know, more of an online e-commerce platform we'll launch later on. But yeah, so that happens quite a bit where they bring it to us. And I saw this profile, I want it from Empire. And that's what happens, you know. And so a lot of times that helps us generate a conversation with maybe somebody who doesn't buy that much from us. And we can get in front of those guys and just talk a little bit more about what we can do for them. You have quite a few different types of content on your social media. Like you've got before and after, you've got some beauty shots. Are you finding that one particular type of content is working really well for you right now or tends to see the most engagement or performance? You know, I don't know about performance. I see, you know, as far as feedback, the before and after, I think is probably, and and I'm not in marketing, I'm in sales, but I talk to those guys all the time. I believe that it's probably the the before and after that generates the most interest just because it does. I mean, molding does pop and crown molding does make a difference if you've got nothing versus something, you know what I mean? Or, or and you've got that same base that everybody else in the country has, well, then you just remove it and place something else. And it really does. It gives definition to a room a lot of times. And I think to your point earlier, Nathan, like we actually have talked to more and more manufacturers who are depending on pull through to grow their brand that it's okay that homeowners can't buy directly from you. The fact that you're hearing from dealers that they're getting feedback about one specific look, even in parts of countries where you're not a well-known name. I mean, I just think that's an important point for other manufacturers listening to hear because it can feel like why would a manufacturer who only targets dealers have what is PS, an incredibly gorgeous Instagram presence. But it's because your multiple people in the channel is where you have to be. You've gotta be known throughout the channel you can't just rely on your one dealer arm of the channel to really build a presence and build your sales. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. We hope that they look at it as a layer on top of what they're doing. You know, it's some icing that they have that, you know, they're not, our dealer in particular is not using. And, and I would say that to any distributor like us or manufacturer like LJ Smith or anyone like that is that it does add that little bit of extra that you're not going to be able to get on their own. Cause most of these guys are, that we sell to are mom and pops that have been around for 50 years and, and they don't necessarily have that uh, capability. So we hope they take advantage of it. I just think it's pretty interesting, Nathan, that you're saying, yeah, we're not going to differentiate our brand. Like nobody's really going to care about, m- you know, millwork or molding. Uh-huh. We just need to support our dealer partners really well, you know, which I think takes a lot of self-awareness because, you know, frankly, we push building the brand. Like I know you mentioned just a minute ago about e-commerce, which I want to touch on in a minute. 
But if your whole sales structure is focused on just supporting those dealers to create more pull through, like that's just knowing exactly what's going to work well for you. What, what I'd love to hear from you, you know, just to touch on real briefly, if you can, is what else are you seeing from a sales or marketing standpoint that's working really well for you all that you're going, man, we're taking advantage of this. This is a smart strategy for us that you think it's worthwhile for others in, in the industry to know about? Just on top of the basic conversations we have, you know, like I said, we the guys go out and do the classes or they meet with builders or whatever the case is. And like I said, we, we do print collateral for them. You know, the good thing about Empire is that they tend to be really entrepreneurial. And so whenever an idea comes up, it may work for that one day. And it may be one of those things where we, you know, we have to kind of move with the market, so to speak, and, and you know, give up whatever it needs. A lot of what we do, again, is, I don't know if I said it before, but just listening to those customers and making sure that, you know, whatever the demands are there, we're, we're willing to go in with them and say, all right, well, you know, your, their profile is coming out now, or this design, you know, Craftsman, 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 you know, or uh, Rustic, 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 you know, that we've been dealing with the last few years, you know, just going all in with them. And, and again, with those partners that uh, value what we value and, and are committed to us, we, we try to be committed to them, so. I know we want to get to e-com, but I just want to ask to your point, you're, you know, like rustic craftsman, is there anything that you're seeing just on the horizon that like, what if you could have predicted shiplap and then you can go down as the man who predicted the shiplap wave? Well, when they, when the gains, I guess they quit their TV show a couple of years ago now, when they did, I mean, literally I was in a marketing meeting and somebody said, well, what do we do now? You know, just kind of as a half joke, but you know, and they were just kind of like, now what, what's going to be coming next? And what I've seen is, you know, I think it's a really good question and nobody obviously has an answer, but I'll tell you what my take is. Craftsman has gotten, I'll call it run down or even bastardized to the point where, you know, like board and baseboards just being a solid one by six or one by eight board, you know, now they're down to nine sixteenths of an inch. You know, they're, they've been run scanning down so much that it's not going to be there for too much longer, I don't think. But what we're seeing is a lot more ornamentation, kind of a kind of a pattern, but it's kind of like blacks. You know, you see a lot more black vinyl windows and you see black, even people are putting black on moldings and full walls and things like that. You know, in my house, we have this entire wall. It's not black, but it's a very dark navy blue. And I would have never done that a few years ago, but that's what, you know, the boss wanted to do. So that's what we did. Yeah. I mean, so I think that the pendulum has really, the pendulum is in the process of swinging back to where people do want more ornamentation and things that like in the seventies were awesome. In the eighties, we really didn't think were that great. Clothes obviously are out there and that's happening. And so I think their homes are uh, going to start looking that way next. So we'll see. You know what, what else is interesting just as a side note is you mentioned black molding. Like we have black molding in our entire office, white walls, and then like it's got a high sheen to it. Mm -hmm. And and you're absolutely right. Like that's kind of what's quote unquote in right now, Mm -hmm. but that's interesting. And you think about too, um, where we are and who we serve, you know, that's a probably a custom job, I'm assuming. You probably didn't go down to Lowe's and buy that or you didn't go to, you know, your lumber yard. So what we're trying to do is make sure that it goes to that next level of those past kind of past the early adopters and into the point where, you know, it's just kind of more of a mass group of people that are going to use that look. So that's, a, again, our if you look at social media, especially with our sister company, Ornamental Moldings out of North Carolina, they've got phenomenal looks on there. And there's a lot of that, you know, gold and black and things like that, that you would have not thought would be on there five years ago. Are you using social media for product development as well? Like, are you seeing what's popular and you go, oh man, we need that kind of product or we need to develop, you know, let's say a a line of of different, I guess, designs based on what you're seeing? Yeah, sure. Especially again, with, uh, with ornamental moldings, you know, they're a manufacturer and they can make anything. And so the goal there is again, to try to 
get it to a scale where it's, um, you know, you can mass distribute, you know, it's not one guy in a, in a shop that's, that's custom making moldings, but yeah, they have lots of things on that they put that are just kind of a new idea or you, they say, Hey, we saw this at IBS or wherever. And, you know, we can do it too. So we can get it to you relatively quickly. So, but yeah. So one thing I really want to ask you, Nathan, is you kind of just drop this bomb earlier on in the, in the episode where you mentioned, you know, people throughout the U.S., want your product, but you may not have a distributor dealer there. So you're launching e-commerce. Talk to us about how you're leading the charge or how you guys are strategically going about that because you don't want to disrupt your existing dealer partnerships, but you know there's additional opportunity that you're not capitalizing on. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and to be clear on that too, is that the idea is to funnel that through our dealer partners. It's not that we're going to start selling direct to customers because we, you know, that, w- that would just cut our own throat. But the idea there is to say, okay, well, if you like this, you buy it through, again, Tibbetts Lumber or go buy it through this dealer in Chicago or wherever. And then, you know, they just kind of act as the transactor or the broker, whatever you want to call them. And, and we drop ship it to the customer. You know, we're, we're still working on that. And that'll be one thing. The bugs there are obvious, you know, how do you connect our product in our warehouse to somebody in Seattle if we don't have a distribution center over there? But that's one thing we're really working on. And I think it'll be great. It'll be great for customers. Nathan, to wrap things up, I'd love to know, and this is one question we like to ask everybody is, is what advice would you give another manufacturer, you know, regardless of what industry or category that they're in, who's looking to grow their sales and improve the market? Like what, what advice would you give them? My advice is usually kind of tough advice because I see a lot of people that try to jump into trim. So we have competitors that just woke up one day and decided, Hey, we want to sell molding too, or we want to sell stair parts or whatever the case is. And, you know, so I'm always careful when I say it, but it has to be all in, you know, it has to be all in or nothing. And you can't bring 70% of what's needed out there and expect people are going to trust you to support their daily needs. And that's consistently what I see. The other thing is Florida is pretty brutal and there's a lot of distributors that I compete with. You know, in some cases there's six to eight people that do again, 70, 80% of what I do and service 70 or 80% as well as I do. It's expensive to fight those guys off and it's expensive to, to be relevant. But I would just say that it's worth it to go again, go all in and, demand more for what you're what you're providing in the way of service and, and quality and dependency. So I don't know if that's good advice, but I just say there's not really another way to do it. And so whether it is on a social media platform or if it is face-to-face with the dealer sales reps or, or whoever it is, you know, what we try to make sure is at every point we're providing some type of value and whatever that might be, again, showing you what's possible with the room on social media or, you know, showing you what's possible face-to-face you know, just trying to broaden the horizon of, of what's out there instead of just saying, okay, this base, this casing, this crown every single time. Well, it's what people don't want to hear, which is you got to go all in if you want to be successful. Just don't come in my market and mess around, all right? So that's Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, Nathan, if, if someone wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Definitely email me at mccarleyn at empireco.com. Or if they just want to, you know, most people probably just going to want to see our website. That's www.empireco.com. And that's where you can go through in any area we service and see what the profiles we offer or what our product line offering is or whatever. You know, it's it's all on there and it's a fantastic website they put together. That's what I would definitely suggest people do. That's awesome. Well, Nathan, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popniklov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.